Go to all of us. Right, so don't touch the table. Like a really tall carpet. Maybe I should swap it. Let's not preempt. <laughs> not take yourself out before we've even begun. <laughs> Show 
that's made it to this area. So I'm Aboriginal country, I'm Bunjalung Wiradjuri, I grew up in my Bunjalung Yugambeh country, born and bred Gold Coast, Northern New South Wales. Um, so this is the first show that I've had close enough for family to come to. Mm-hmm. So other than my mum, which my family flew her down to Melbourne to see the premiere of this work, and my sister, who saw it when we were in Sydney, um, and two other, one other cousin who lives in Melbourne. No one in my family has seen me dance professionally. So my dad hasn't, my nan and pop hasn't, or my aunt is now. So they're close enough and they're all coming up. So this show will have um, a lot of family. Ho- hopefully, they told me they bought tickets. I'm just going to assume they did. So they should be there. I know one definitely is coming because I've asked her to bring the apple crumble okay. um, for after the show, which we're all going to have. And I asked for that, I requested that. And it's happening. Um, um, dancers die. So, yeah, the dancers die. Yeah. yeah. So, how do you guys stay fit for the season? Yeah, yeah. So, we, we rehearse in the mornings or the afternoons when, we, when we, we've been smashing out at 45 as well, going to the gym, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we top it off with the other crumble. That's kind of like the, the regime. Then we just break it even. And yeah, then, what? Yeah, well, yeah. stay here. Let us go. Is that you just to keep it equal the amongst the crew? Like you don't want to have, you want everyone to have the same. Well, it, it's kind of. I mean, not all of us get steaked down with pie. I mean, <laughs> Nat's vegan, so she kind of she doesn't really partake in any of the food things. But then these two, Tari doesn't do any meat like fish, and Kalina just started chicken. So if there's steak, I'm on my own. I'm on the oh yeah, okay. I'm on the chicken. So it's still a. It's still a group of individuals that are coming together. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. You know, if we all go for a drink, you know, it's more likely that I'll get a schooner of beer and they'll all get a schooner of water. A full schooner? Full sometimes. Yeah. If they're going hard, there'll be a lemon in there or something. Um, how much of all of those different things make it onto your Instagrams? I'm very slack, so I can't even. No, they're just a selfie now and again. Sometimes. Yeah. Tari's slack, Kalina's not on it, Nat's on it but doesn't check it at all. Um, but what, what didn't we make only recently? Yeah, you know? I think, yeah, yeah, you did. It was, was, I haven't looked at it since though. It was, <laughs> that, <laughs> Nat, Nat, someone Nat else made up the name, yeah. Nat, <laughs> Nat, my, Nat my problem. Yeah, Nat my problem. But I remember Jess made up the name, him. but then Libby yeah. did the spelling so it was in like a Filipino-English spelling. So it's like M-A-H-T, M-A-I-P-R-A-M-B. No wonder you can never find it. But I've I've been active on the social media and in public. Yeah. But we oh, but we have disposable cameras now. We do. Yes, we have another technique which can document ourselves. Yeah. Because this is the first tour for Carol Projects. Um, like our first like tour tour. Um, so I mean we when we've toured the show before it's just been under my name as Thomas S. Kelly and that's Kind of like in publicity, that's what this has all been publicised under because the show was made before Carol was born. But this is the first year that Carol Projects is an, is an actual company. So this is the first tour. And so what we did to do archiving so we can look at back 20 years down the track. Mm. And um, so I've, I've bought everyone, um, the company's bought everyone a disposable camera. And you're allowed to take pictures of whatever you want to take pictures of. The only rules is, is that once it gets developed, it stays, like the hard copies belong to the company. Pretty sure you can get digital copies when you get the hard ones as well, so then we can share that amongst ourselves, but the hard copy gets archived. That's quite an aspiration to be building your legacy 
like, sorry, not even the, to be building your archives, hoping that it will still be relevant in 20 years, like it will continue and you'll still have things to say. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just, I think it was kind of, there was a few things that kind of happened. I also liked the idea, because photos, you know, Instagram stuff like that. Um, like everyone, everyone's doing photos, everyone's doing selfies and stuff like that, but it's all like, it's all a bit fabricated and manipulated, like take a photo and they're like, oh no, I look terrible in that one, and then keep going until everyone gets the perfect photo with the perfect light, the perfect duck pose, whatever, and then we're like... Are you good at the duck? <laughs> Is this a demonstration? No, no I'm no. not. Apparently I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how like, you tell me I'm not good, so let's check if you're good, but you look away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even judge that. I'm not good enough to even evaluate that. You're not really the adjudicator. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question about this dance technique that you all know how to do well enough to be at what I would consider the forefront of what how Indigenous techniques, like as an aesthetic rather than to keep community, that that is being done in this context in a contemporaneity that is not available to major companies. Like you, you're talking about making making new things, basically not just representation of tradition, but continual um, remaking of new tradition that can speak to the current times. And I want to ask about that, but before I do that, I want to ask like, okay, so now you're really good at this dancing, but can anybody else use you as a dancer? Can anybody else use those skills that you cultivated or can you, do you have to go and be a different dancer when you work for other choreographers? Uh, I think when, I guess it depends on your training, prior training as well. Like you can, I feel like some of that stuff exists in your body still. And um, you can access that at some point, but um, I think it's up to the individual because we're, pro we're project based, so we don't always um, we're not always together. So whatever mm. we do in our spare time can inform whatever we do, and this access that we get from Tom mm. isn't always there as well. So we can't we can we can mold ourselves into whatever dancer we kind of want to be, um, okay. and we've, we've obviously got to a point where Thomas is happy with employing us for his technique so that he, you know, we do that as well but then on the other hand we can actually um, train ourselves in other areas if we wanted to, just like I guess every dancer yeah, can yeah. And, and independent especially. So does that mean that you like that secret big girl skills? Yeah, I feel like um, Tom's technique is quite particular, so I wouldn't want to use any of the sort of um, stylistic components or um, I guess features of his movement or whether it's his leg flick or something mm. that yeah, that he does. If I was teaching a class or anything, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very of particular course. and conscious of of that. I think, especially because it. Um, do you feel yeah. like you've got a basket full of things, or do you feel yeah. like the more you work for Thomas, the more your dancing becomes ingrained in your body like that? And so then, when you just free dance, mm. it kind of still is informed by all of that. Anyway, I don't yeah. know the answer for myself. 
And the better I get at the thing that I'm interested in, the less employable I think I am to a broad range of people. <laughs> and that's, and I, and like, Carl's the only the, there's three indigenous focused dance companies? Uh, I think so, and contemporary indigenous dance, or trying to make, and it would be like the four. So there'd be like Bangar's the top of the pyramid, mm-hmm. and then Merigaku and Ogres. And then, and yeah. then we're coming along. And then there's like there's other like little ones that are still that maybe a bit more community focused or something. But okay. um, on, on that level of like funding, funding, I think those yeah. three, and then we're trying to join that that train. Mm. But do you mind just get employed as dancers? Sounds like I need a contemporary dancer. Like, mm, I need a contemporary indigenous dancer. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I do wonder. It is. I feel like for me it's a little bit of a box, but mm-hmm. I mean I like getting work in general. At all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good but, you know, it's always nice to just work as an artist as well. Yeah. Any sort of field and you know, you have choice as well. It's an independent say yes or no. So Yeah. I like to think that like um I mean, I, I would I would be dealing with whether or not see my body probably a lot more than everyone seeing as it's like mm-hmm. the technique that I'm kind of exploring and creating. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to try and think that the, 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 everything that I do is all just tools. Mm-hmm. So when you do other training, and then trying to do the whole, you know, if you're down in Melbourne and you get to do a class of like a milk or something like that in Chunky, like she very much talks about the toolbox and stuff. So I like to think that this is these are all things like that. The connection of soul to soul to souls for my movement, it's very important. And for me, as my own personal person, dancer, it's important. But um, if that's not needed, then it just goes back into the toolbox kind of thing. So I, I do a lot of this moment that I think, uh, have I been hired for that reason or not? But when I'm dancing with a uh, non-Indigenous choreographer, then in the end, it's like, like I will do movement that is in Indigenous context or based anyways. So um, then I just put all that stuff. If it's not necessary, then it gets aside. But then I've got non-indigenous training as well. So then that kind of, you know, the horn technique or the bit of gammon ballet that I do and uh, <laughs> all that type of stuff, that kind of, that can come back out when I'm doing stuff that's not my cultural kind of based contemporary indigenous movement, I think. Yeah, and you certainly, you work with um, other choreographers who don't demand an indigenous perspective in, in terms of dance anyway. So, um, like you have that as a person who is in who is concentrating on a certain technique that you're trying to develop and you go off and do other things as well which don't employ those those kinds of techniques yeah working with like um getting to work with other people i've and through conversations with vicky van who this is that was kind of when i was a bit confused about like the technique and stuff like that we, we kind of realized that um you know, when I dance with Vicky or when I when I make work, I'm I'm I sell the technique and the way of moving and stuff like that. So I'm very much on the movement because the show is supposed to all look like this specific kind of way of moving, this contemporary indigenous thing that I'm creating. But when I dance for like Sean or the show that I made it with the Chunky or the other people that I go do stuff with, it's it's about the show. It doesn't really matter. The, the look isn't have to be a specific movement technique, it's about the show in general. So like with that one with Sean, there's like nine guys, we're all in different spaces, different places, so we're all offering, so 
at one point I'm we're all maybe doing like a crumpy stump thing that I've made, uh, maybe with like Libby or something, and then all of a sudden I'm trying to kill myself doing b-boy moves with Manny, which is like, well, he's a completely different body and size, but I give it a go anyways, and then I'm injured for two weeks, but that's all right. <laughs> um, I still give it a go. Um, but like when I'm doing stuff like that, when I'm, when I'm throwing myself on the floor, I don't have a contemporary indigenous vocabulary for how I do like a windmill slam in the floor. So that's just a whole new tool that I'm exploring. So I think that kind of really helps because Sean, uh, working for someone like that or the other shows, it's not being focused around a specific style of movement. It's, it's, been a, it's really developing the idea where mine is developing an idea around a specific way of movement. What about something that's all of these things like doggy, doggy dance? No. What? This blank face, just like Irish. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like a booty shake. Oh yeah. I remember when I was um, running workshops down at Croc Festival. <laughs> Croc Fest in Tennant Creek, like fifteen years ago. Everyone did the choreographed routines and then as soon as they were over everybody was on stage just doing body dance <laughs> and um, I'm thinking about like I don't know if they learned that from their sister or their auntie or from Beyonce like it's hard to know where these and who and from what because the way that we move tells us who we are as well if I've, ever, if I've ever learned anything like that it's definitely been a social thing mm. so like it's something that just kind of like if I'm in my own community growing up mm. like there's certain things that just make its way around and sort of in your circle or your community of friends or so I grew up dancing as well mm. so it's like anything that came our way we kind of took on especially if it made sense to be like that in sort of terms of our own community so what people call twerking now is something that we kind of did always anyway but um like that was set, that's certainly a social thing and then there's like yeah i don't know and we An don't influence of we don't really know where it comes from it just kind of happens and then everyone all of a sudden understands this common language um and it's not like someone came in and taught us it's just something for fun, so it's kind of like social dance. Yeah, because something's just get picked up and get taken. Yeah, like, they get carried out for years and years. Oh, like, yeah. like the dab, like how everyone thinks it's like where it came from was Cam Newton, who was the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, and every time he would throw a touchdown, because his hands would be up hoping to catch it, and they'd catch it, then he would dab. And then that's where it's done. And then someone, some unknown group made a rap about it and then it became this dance move. And now like, everyone loves you. You go to a kid's school and you do a show and then you dance and they go crazy. Yeah. I have tried to sneak it into shows when I've been working for other choreographers. <laughs> like doing an arm phrase and then... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good little like one to sneak in there. I've snuck it in a couple of times. Oh, yeah. One time I, I did this one Aboriginal show called Dutch World Dreaming with actually we've all at different times been on it. Um, and what is the show? Like Dutch a live Wiggles. show? Yeah, it's a live kids show. Uh, it's it's pretty much like an Aboriginal Wiggles. Cool. Um, and we've got we've got three community members from um, 
um, Dalawinko in North East Arnhem Land, and uh, it's a collaboration between Music of Eva and Naista. So they, these are the tutors from Na for Naista from the area, and we go around. And there's one, there's just one moment where Uncle Tony and, and I we do just a handshake kind of thing, and then at the end we finish it with it. We go going, and everyone's like watching. They're like, oh, and then we both dab at the end, and the kids just lose their minds. Like we literally just stand there for like two minutes waiting for them to come down. It's like, all right, that's uh, that's how we. Anytime we get lost, we just dab. The kids will go crazy. Are you it's Uncle like, Tom? Yeah. A pig, you know, when you're like, oh, me and Uncle Tony. Do you? When are you gonna get Uncle Tom? I only get Uncle Tom from um, uh, our from data. From, from <laughs> okay, okay, uh, actual. Yeah, from being Western family Tom. systems or something. Yeah, I haven't got Uncle Tom. Like, I'm not, yeah, no, no kinship just that makes me Uncle Tom. Because even Libby, who you've all danced with, he's like, we reminisced about how you suddenly just have 50 aunties and any woman that's of a certain age becomes your auntie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've got that. It's, yeah. But I'm not at that age of. Uncle when when, <laughs> we, when will it happen to you? Well, I think when you have kids. To be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, because then, then there's like a whole new generation yeah. of okay. people who call you that word, auntie. uncle or auntie. <laughs> Whereas, like, I don't know if you don't have, if you don't have kids and you don't do that sort of family life thing, it's like, I don't know, like you're not looked at or you're not perceived that way. Is that um, a consideration for the company? Kids. Well, you, you're like, okay, <laughs> when the company's been going for 20 years, we'll want to look back. And so it's like, okay, establish the company for this amount of years and then some kids will, can happen here and then we'll have to replace this dancer for this tour and things like that. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the whole, the, the, the logistics. Company, the company's to, to, to be a fan. I mean, every, I try to make the shows just in general, like each role is interchangeable because the whole point of being project by project and, and I don't want everyone hanging out and taking this like if you're a part of the show or you're a part of the project then you, you're in it kind of thing mm. and um, for as long as you're wanting to be a part of it and everything it's uh, you can you're in it and you're in the family so like we toured this show to Canada and Kalina was working with someone else so we had Kino come and join and then Kalina was back so then Kino got kicked back to the curb now I'm just joking Kino if you're listening so I really love you and another project anyways. So what's the did you cop flack about that? About dancer choice or No, I tried to no. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to I try to in general like all the shows, like I've got there's there's eight people that is the like the I, I call us the first family. We're the Ooh. first family of Carol. Um, and is that so, a weird connotation with the first fleet there? <laughs> uh, first wave. <laughs> Uh, like, sorry to put you on edge, but no, it wasn't. <laughs> 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 Continuing conversation. Um, I, I and, thought they were more like core. Core. It's, like, it's the core. It's the beginning with the start. Course. Like this year, it begins like all our names are on the website with headshots and like you know we're the first group like we've been in it since the beginning mm -hmm. we've, we've tell me more about getting one's name and headshot on the website um well you just gotta be in the project tell me more about getting in a project I, <laughs> the thing is, is like i my my thing is every project i do i want to always like now that we've started and we've all got so there's eight of us there's one show that includes all eight of us 
and which is how I kind of got it, which is well, I'm in Warning, which is not being explored this year at all because okay. we don't have time to and didn't get funding. But everyone is being, like, I've got three major projects that are happening this year and over those three projects, everyone in the eight is being used. Mm-hmm. So with the exception of Tari and I, because we're in all of them. What's your uh, title, Tari? Associate Artistic Director. Stolen from Dance North. So yeah, exactly. What does Carl and Emma do? <laughs> <laughs> Just do that. <laughs> um, so, so Tari and I, uh, we're in all of them, and like Misconceive, it's like this is us four. Mm. And then we'll do Coexent later in the year, which is Tari, I, it's Lydia and Jess, and we'll be bringing a new person into that, which is Cassidy. Um, who you would know Cassidy as well. I worked with Cassidy, um, excellent. Which is really exciting as well, because for me, she'll be the first person that I've employed professionally who went through NASDA who I didn't study in NASDA with. Mm. So that's really exciting, because it's like we're finally, we're, we're moving on and being able to work where we can start bringing in NASDA people who didn't necessarily, like weren't like friends that we lived with and studied with at the time. Um, and then we'll be, and then we're doing work for the Commonwealth Games which will be again the Atari and I and Kino will be in there into that with two students from NISDA and hopefully two students from Akron QT. That, so kind of like that Com Games work is that billed as Indigenous? Is that Black Friday or anything? Uh, we do three shows for on the Coral uh, Park, Coral uh, Beach on the Gold Coast. That's just shows, and then we do one up in Brisbane, which is a part of the Friday the Thirteenth Black Friday Black Night program. Uh, which is all Indigenous works, which is kind of, they weren't trying to, they wanted to put us on a different day. Um, I think they wanted to put us on like the 8th or something. And I was like, no, you can't premiere the work before the people who are commissioning the work. Um, they were like, well, the only other option is doing it on the Black Friday with all the works. So I was like, that sounds like it would be sounds a bit fun anyways. Like a party. Because um, yeah. we would have just done ones that are Indigenous orientated, that just works, that happen. Yeah, and we just happen to be Indigenous. Festival. They're just part of the festival. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and even then, like Kino's not Indigenous, and if we get these students from QT, they're not Indigenous. And, um, so it's a mixture, because that's one thing with the company as well, we're exclusively not exclusive. So anyone can be a part of it. To the best of my ability, we'll have half Indigenous, half not Indigenous. Okay. If it but does, some, like, what if it's like five people? That if it's person wants one, to be half. <laughs> oh, uh, they're not Australian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, if it sways like that, yeah. Over preference, it it would be more indigenous. Yeah. Um, uh, so like we've, I mean, this isn't. We've got four, but three of us in this circle are indigenous, and, and one's not indigenous. Um, really? No. Um, hmm. We're not indigenous Australian. <laughs> I I just assume that I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not indigenous, but I mean, yeah, my but, own background. So yeah. Which is? Which is Iranian and German, so I don't like to call myself Australian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, the accents are good. The Australian yeah. accent, really, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm down with the Australian accent. Mm. Okay, except when people are yelling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what, what's, what's the choice around that? What do you, when you're making stuff, do you think that you're making Iranian, German, Germanic? No, things? I just no, not really. You're making nap things. Yeah, just nap, for nap my, own, nap my own identity. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like to sort of. Yeah, okay. I well, just feel like I have a them. like a, a culture of my own that's not particularly Australian because growing up, I never really felt like I was a part of the sort of white Aussie 
um, culture in a way because mm. I always was embarrassed by my dad or you know or their accents or you know those sorts of things or just lived a different experience to the other kids. Where did you grow up? Yeah. Um, Where did you grow up? In Campbelltown. See, <laughs> 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 yeah, I. So we just had one Italian kid, one Samoan kid, and two Russians and me. Whoa. So that was it in the whole school. That's so drastically really changed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's not what it would be like now. Yeah, so it <laughs> exactly. was, I'm I was out of pretty place. much highlighted since when I was a kid, but I mean, I'm white, so I guess it was, yeah, maybe not as yeah, hard, but <laughs> but yeah, I have, I've just never really identified as Australian because I was the only one that was born here in my family. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think about your children if you decide to have children? Do you mm. think... Like, uh, yeah, yeah. They have, they're going to have an identity and will they identify yeah. as Australian? Oh, I think that's that's their own choice. Yeah. I'm pretty um, laissez-faire. I'm going to be pretty chill as a parent to let the kids choose whatever. I mean, my partner's Italian. If we have kids, which I hope we do, they'll probably be, you know... He's got a pretty strong accent, so mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, I sound really Aussie, but he's, he's Italian, Italian. Like, he's Italian, he's not Australian, Italian. He's from Italy. Yeah. Um. So, so what's? Yeah. Do you have a dance? Do you have a, a dance um, that was tied um, with your identity? Yeah. Well, not a particular dance, but I grew up dancing. Like always, there's always gatherings of family, and always you know all the all the typical wobby circle dances, and you know all that sort of parties, and everyone would always be shaking, and you know yeah, wow. lots of lots of shimmies, lots of like flapping of the That's <laughs> and, yeah, like my dad was a crazy dancer, like really? always, yeah, hundred wow. percent, like all the drumming beats, all of that was very much. Very much in the family, not the German side, obviously, but yeah, oh, like the okay. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, all the music, the music was always playing, and it was not, yeah, it was more just a just a thing that was around. And does that come out when you get tasked by choreographers? Um, what do you mean? Like, like a choreographer's like, like, okay, I'll make up five counts of eight. That's the shittest task I've ever heard, but I have had it given to me. <laughs> But also, um, a director, you know, one that just sits behind the desk that doesn't get up and dance with you, they could be like, okay, think about your earliest dancing memory, and then yours would be like, whatever, the circle dance or the flap or whatever. Would you bring, <laughs> would, they, would you bring that into the room? Yeah, or would you if, be like, if that was the particular the... task, I probably might. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's never but come up before. No, I guess there's some things that you do resonate with with other sort of like even with indigenous a little bit, just the yeah yeah, just the pat- patterning and yeah, the way the body's moved a little bit. There's some some things that do like resonate. Kangaroo shake, which is your favorite. Yeah, yeah, movie. it's my favorite <laughs> get out of the whole show. <laughs> Oh my god, yes, and then I realised, like, yesterday I wasn't doing it right, so I had to fix my kangaroo, I was like, this is actually... How does that, so, okay, first you you learn the move and you're like, oh yeah, this is it, this is my favourite one, and then what, someone just sees you doing it, and they're like, hey, nah, that's not actually the Uh, the kangaroo. I guess because we've learned all the choreography without a mirror, so it's always been more of an internal... 
This yeah. feels like a kangaroo. Yeah, and Jim doesn't <laughs> like using mirrors in general ever. I've, yeah, so I think when we had that mirror in the space, it was like, oh wow, I actually look a little bit different. Never <laughs> 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 yeah. thought. Yeah, which might be okay, but I think in that sense, maybe not. Just had to, because that was actually representative of, I know all of the movement is very representative of something to do. Yeah. So I just had to run short. <laughs> how do you how do you deal with things like when because contemporary dance went through this whole phase of being so abstract that representation was a bad word, but when now you're talking about the things that are like directly referencing stuff, how do you reconcile with that? Like and not feel uh, mimey or like. Yeah, trying to act or something. I am asking because I have the problem with the Blogs project where I feel a little bit representational sometimes. And I, anyway, I have my own ways of just telling myself to shut up my the internal voice and just do the moves. But. Mm -hmm. I think, um, regards to most of the shows I do, um, and, and this isn't to say that everyone, no one else does do that because most people do, but like I, I delve so far into there's so much emotion put in with all the um, like for misconceived is about stereotypes or people acting not like and there's a lot of like personal encounters and stories of my own that feed into it and so I want to be like I'm, I'm, I'm putting so much of myself into the story that I don't want it to kind of um, like I want everything to, to work so I had this thing of being like I could that each move does represent something because that's that's an important part of the story, even if it even if it might not some of it's not necessary for the audience to understand, but then for us to understand so we can keep the continuation of what we're meant to feel in that yeah. in that moment. Um, so at some moments it might just look like oh that was a nice move, but for us we're knowing that that's kind of this representation of being torn between traditional dance and cultural dance and that's just one little image for us and then we move on to the next thing and um well i want to i want to break apart the separation between traditional and cultural yeah there's Can we talk about that a bit yeah. uh well because uh hmm. <coughs> anyone can uh, answer the, their own thoughts about because i've also been thinking about it but obviously in a different context well for me because like in, in in my show i i join the two together so to join the two together, though, I need to know what they are separately. Yeah, so and, what are they? So I, I grew up, like, the cultural dance and traditional dance for me, especially the ones that I grew up with, where I, where I drew a movement from, mm. like, that has, it's, it's the story of those dances and those movements uh, to be dated back tens of thousands of years. That's cultural? Cultural dance, yep. yeah. So taking, like, when I do, like, a, a pickup step, it's... It's not just a movement that is for flicking that we like it's with the dust and we stomp on the ground, but it's then this idea of stomping into the ground to channel those all those ancestors from tens of thousands, to channel that connection with, with Mother Earth, Rujara, coming into our body to help like um, you know, have it emanate outwards to the audience and stuff like that. And then just fusing that with then the content so then the contemporary side of things it's just it's it's kind of more of like a juxtaposition together mm -hmm. um, but like you can't put them together if you don't know what they are separately mm. but is traditional dance different than cultural dance well, I mean 
my culture is in my traditional dance yeah, yeah. is is that in compared to contemporary but in saying that there is like I have always grown up with it always evolving yeah. so a, a cultural or a traditional dance isn't just the dance that's from mm. 20,000 years ago like this one dance Garadanami for my mob which is along the east coast it would be the most known well known east coast dance and song and it's probably the oldest one that I know of but then I've got like I've got songs and dances that I've created it doesn't make it any less traditional because there was a time when there would have been mob who just made up a new dance about a kangaroo and it would have been a day old it doesn't and they wouldn't have gone oh that's not traditional dance anymore they, they wouldn't have had any other just would have had dances it wouldn't have been contemporary or not then just would have been dances so with that essence I mean obviously I'm not creating a dance where I'm doing like fuerte pirouettes not that I can do them anyways but it's not like I'm doing dances with that in it because that's not a part of the cultural side that's, that's from the western kind of stuff. Yeah. so we have our dance steps that are very it's just like if you do if you do do fuertes and stuff and you do it in a ballet where that's that's a ballet move you know and when you, even if you put that in contemporary you know you've got moments you can do a contemporary dance and people will be like oh you know kind of like if we're doing a ballet class we'll do this thing like you're putting ballet moves in there and people are aware of that it's the same thing for me with the contemporary and the cultural dancing mm. or if I'm making cultural dances I know what cultural dances are there if I was doing just contemporary I wouldn't put in the traditional stuff we're putting together it's like this is kind of like a cultural step that we're doing like the stomping uh, and then we'll go off and do this other thing like we'll do is it weird to do it on Take like on a stage um, it was always a, it's always a funny thing but then you um, if you can get past it you can sort of imagine what it would be like to be on the actual country but it's a, it's it's a way to it's a way in if you're thinking about stuff so it's just a thought process that you have to go through because yeah. it is target and we do usually dance in a theater setting but what would it be like to make the audience feel like you're you know outside or on the earth or and in today's society too i mean like growing up doing my cultural dancing like I mean I cultural dance on the sand bits where you'll do it on grass but I've also done it on concrete on floorboards um, and you know being barefoot stomping on concrete going to shake a leg grips your toes up but we did it anyways but it's that yeah like Toe was saying the idea of we're doing it we're creating that space and when we're doing those cultural dances it's about the connection of earth yeah and just not even thinking about the connection to Tarket, but just going straight like foot to ground, and the ground is Mother Earth, so making that connection to the ground. Well, that's what I'm looking at. I, I guess, the, for me, like the difference between the two, um, I, I don't really like using the word traditional mm. because maybe people think that it's old and it's like ancient, it's in the past. Yeah. Um, I think that word has that sort of thought process behind it so you know I would prefer to use the word cultural dance because it is like Tom said it is forever like being new dances are being created and stuff like that so I think the difference is between um, contemporary dance and cultural dance is you know being in a theatre and actually performing for an audience whereas cultural dance is it just is, and people do it as a mm. as a thing that has to be done. Like it's it's not for performing for anyone. It's it's a thing that um, 
yeah, you do as part of you as mm. a person. So. And what do you think? So one of my favourite questions that we did the other day at Bare Bones, which is, what is what you're doing doing to you? And I, I'm keen to hear when you say that, that this cultural dance is just a thing that has to be done. What is doing the cultural dance is doing to you? Um, <laughs> for me, when I if I if I'm talking about cultural dance in a non-performative context, um, it's uh, I don't know. It's you are, you are there under the understanding that you are inciting something. So you're coming together for a ceremony, and you're reliving a tradition, a, a dreaming. So when you when you dance, um, if you're dancing. The spirit dance you are becoming the thing that you are doing so you're channeling something else um and you're it's, it's sort of it's almost like um taking yourself out of the experience so you can become the thing that you are in, in, not emanating and it's not copying it's being yes. um and then so it's like uh, sometimes i think about the dreaming as like religion and that's the that's the way you pray so you, by doing it, you are reliving it, and it's sort of existing in the now. So, for and it's it's and when you're doing it with a a, a community and an ensemble, um, you're collect you're feeling the collective energy. That's what it does for me, anyways. You feel very different than you are on stage. Like it's a different feeling, and it's almost like it's very addictive. <laughs> so when you when we get the opportunity, which is very very like not very often. And when it happens, we're always like, dance because it's something that you're actually receiving as well as like it's something you're mm. you're gaining as well as yeah, you're out. generating. Yeah, it's and a generation saying, of yeah. and there's like that energy. there's a connection, like a, a deeper connection because <laughs> like you so you all step together, you hit that you hit that moment with the clapstick and with the mm-hmm. song and. And when you stomp or when you take that step, everyone's taking that step, and you, you're all, you're all doing it. But then it's not just connecting with the people in the space; it's connecting with the ancestors. It's healing. Like when you do that, and you're opening yourself up to receive, especially when it's, it might not be a song that's thousands and thousands of years old. It could be, uh, but it's a step that is, and you're stepping on the ground that is in that place. So then that kind of, you're, you're opening up to all this energy that we, that you don't get on a, on a when you're walking down the shops to go to Coles to get a chook or something like that. Like, it's like, you just, you go do it. And, you know, I do this every day, but it's like, uh, but like when you get to get into that, into the ground and in the sandpit, and, and then when you get to do it with your own family, then that's like another thing. And yeah. so like my, like my family's starting to kind of breathe back, but like I did a, I did a song at, um, at my cousin's wedding that had a bunch of my family members sing it. My uncle jumped up and done it. And that was just a really powerful moment because it was this moment that we all got to, connect through language that's 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 from our ancestors our ancestors spoke so we were singing we were dancing but we weren't doing it on our own and i see that when i do that that's what i get i get the connection of uh, of connecting with all these ancestors and the ones to come the ones who've already gone and 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 there's the sense of healing as well because this is um, like it's my identity it's and I don't hide it as my identity like it's on my the, the, the Aboriginal flags tattooed on my forearm with the initials of tribal groups and, and surnames that's my family so it's my compass and um, 
So when I get to do those songs and dances, I'm connecting with that and I'm kind of really working out where I'm going in life and really rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't have to be our own dances. Like we've, went, we've all, us three have been to Garma in Northern Territory and because we have relations with mob that's up there through our training at Naisdan and they will be up doing their dances and we're joining with them and it's just this whole big empowering kind of feeling better knowing who we are in the place in the world and in the like in this country especially living in such a concrete jungle all the time it's really nice to go back to to what was before it all yeah and some and someone like for someone dances and stuff and the music in in aboriginal dance or Torres Strait Islander dance is very repetitive so i think that's where the the meditativeness mm. comes from or the you know it's addictive it's yeah you it's Mm. it's repetitive and like tom says let go of your ego in his classes that's that's already done like you don't have to think about it because it's you're not dancing for anyone else you're dancing for you and for that healing kind of stuff so i think that's a a big difference between western or contemporary indigenous dance even like when that's on stage and the audience is in front of you yeah, that's the difference between cultural and yeah. contemporary language. Mm. And we could be like, growing up learning, I have a, have a vivid memory of being at the back of my auntie and uncle's house when we were kids learning a dance. But we would also have it when we were up in MTV and on the beach or all that and stuff, of just like singing a song, doing the dance, and then you finish. Ah, let's, we're just going to do it again. And again, yeah, for hours. and again, and again, and again. There's just going. the one dance, just... and then finally they're like, "Now let's do the next one." You're just yeah. like, "Oh, you're already aching, you're burping." You just keep going to the end until you've done them all, kind of thing, or till you've done all the ones that need to be done tonight. Like it's not this time limit of like it's a 45 minute show or a 60 minute <laughs> show. It's yeah. like a, it's a show until you get it right, kind of thing through the learning, and that's also a discipline which feeds in what Tyre is saying. Like you never, you don't pretend when you get up there. Um, and this is what we've done with our training. Like we didn't do it. If we did it wrong, it didn't look good enough. Then that we would, you know, be told we won't. We got to do it again. Do it again. It wasn't like you do it once and like argue oh, or shit. But let's just leave it for today. It was just like again, 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 again. And then you go, you know, you listen to the music because it's. And then that's also another thing. You got to listen to the song and whatever's doing the rhythm, whether it's clapsticks or whether it's boomerangs or whether it's drums. Um, and then if Mob have brought the DJ in or wherever you are, then you've got to listen to the, to the Iraqi playing as well. Plus then you're listening to, um, there's people like whoever's the lead dancers probably doing calls. So then you want to listen to those calls as well. So you're kind of joining all these things together, which is all these different elements of like, because all the songs represent life as well. They're also learnings. Mm. So you're learning uh, how to watch the kangaroos or, you know, when that bird comes over, it means this season's go, so we're gonna do that dance or something. Or this is about the time that we all come together and the teamwork helped pick the nuts and pick up so we can have the big bunion nut festival. So it's all about all those lessons. So you, by doing the dance, you're not just doing a dance, you're learning lessons, you're learning to listen and take in multiple different, um, you know, cues and, and sound points and knowledge information kind of coming into one thing to, to make the whole way around a thing. It's the, and it's just so much more than just five, six, seven, eight. I wonder if there is space in five, six, seven, eight dancing to be still a lesson or an embodiment of what you can notice or a practice of being together or if actually it's a different 
bees to a different purpose? Well, that's what what I'm trying to do. Okay. Is I'm trying to take this other way of dancing mm. because, like, um, what what I'm doing is like same same, but different to what's already been done before as well. Like with us, yeah, yeah, and and so. I'm trying to find out how to put those things in there so that everyone can kind of learn from as well, which is which is why it's a big important for me to have indigenous and non-indigenous dancers, because these stories um, and the information that I, that I share is beneficial for everyone if they learn. So it's great having non-indigenous dancers because also like when we've got Nat or if we've got Libby or Jess and they're just like even just saying like. What does that word mean? Like we were the other day saying like, oh, it's so jubbly, it's so jubs. And uh, <laughs> we were going for ages and then that's like, what does that mean? And we're like, oh, okay, well, it just, it means like, you know, being silly or stupid or something. Like yeah, that. I haven't heard jubbly. Yeah, so that's Tari and Kalina's word. You just made that word up. No, oh, no. they're, they're mom's word. No. No. Well, it's not that, but yeah. We say it in such a Okay. It's the equivalent to saying like up here, and my mom, when we would say wampa and stuff like that. Wampa. <laughs> I have a question then, Nat, about when people are talking about the difference of stage dancing that we've all been trained in and then culture dancing that you do as a way of becoming fully your identity and connecting with your lineage, if that is available to you. If this lineage that everybody's mentioned is available to you, or yeah. if you are actually restricted to the stage dancing side. I don't really see it's like five, ten minutes of circus stuff at 2.40 if you guys are still in the building. Just, you know, just around that corner. That'd be cool. Yeah, if you're still in the building. That'd be really exciting. Like, Sweet. A little while away. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, is anyone in the office? I'm going to show you something. I'm like, uh, anyway, 2.40. 2.40. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah, I think... Um, I'm not sure if I'm interpreting your question correctly, but anyway. Whatever um, you say is going to be fascinating. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like I um, I understand the importance of keeping culture alive, especially since my dad passed. Mm. So sort of um, just making making sure that yeah that um, yeah that the, this practice is continuing and. And sort of tapping into that and its and its importance and that it keeps going from yeah generation to the next and sort of so I feel like even when Tom's talking about thinking of your ancestry and like you know like I have a different way to resonate with with that sort of work as well but I, I you have like an ancestral dance um yeah like I think of more of the Iranian ancestry than I would German I don't know why maybe because it was so horrifying I guess the German history obviously so. <laughs> I just naturally just want to stay clear of that. Volkswagen's not that scary. Yeah. Yeah. So. But then I I guess. But yeah. My more pointed question is that it's already a political statement for an indigenous dance company to have non-indigenous dancers, and then is that then pushing it too far? Like, are you? I would ask Libby and Jess the same thing, or Kino, but does that mean that you, that this experience of like doing the Indigenous dance as it originated and in the context that it actually exists and continues in within community, that that's not available to you? 
Like, um, you can't go I and join this, so you wouldn't I feel think, comfortable. Or, uh, I think I'd, I'd only feel comfortable if I was with, with the group. And, like, kind of, like, when we went to, might be on the wrong track again, but when we visited um, Wollongong and the mountain with, with Tom, so I wouldn't feel comfortable climbing that mountain because I know that it's a sacred site, but mm. because Tom introduced us, to it and had a particular ceremony before we actually climbed and like he sung for us and yeah I felt comfortable doing and climbing that mountain and doing that with him because yeah he's he's of that he's of that land but I yeah I'm not really answering that I don't question. think I think it's, think an it's answerable more answerable question yeah I think it's more of um if it's if you're with people and you're and and they and if it's okay to for them to sort of let you in, then that's that's okay. But I wouldn't just, I you know, I wouldn't just jump in and go, hey. Ooh, I know this know. step. Yeah, I know this step because, yeah. yeah, or or maybe just watch it from the side or, you know, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And, and vice versa with us, like, yeah. I mean, when we're, when there's another mob there or something, mm. we wouldn't get up and just start doing it without sort of asking or yeah, having invited. that sort of being yeah, yeah being welcome to it so mm-hmm. it's yeah. there's and lots guess, of different mobs around so and i guess the other thing is that you can always just trust your intuition mm-hmm. like you can yeah. trust what the feeling is yeah and if you feel like it's okay to do it you obviously i mean it's your also your moral compass like yeah you have to first have the thought of is it okay to ask us ask your intuition in the first place if you haven't Mm. even thought to yourself i wonder Mm. if it's okay then maybe you should and the other thing i think to add to that is that having i think maybe this is what happens with maybe the teaching that happens in tom's company with the indigenous knowledge there's a lot of sharing even from like one side to the other it doesn't really matter and then there becomes this mutual understanding. Um, and so I think um, then people are aware and then people understand. And then, then when they're in a different situation away from the company, they might make different choices because they have a different understanding. And I think that's kind of um, a nice thing to think about um, that will come out of the experience of the reconciliation or what Carol is sort of aiming to achieve is that sort of mutual respect. Because yeah. mm. not everyone has that intuition. Yeah, yeah. No, not everyone has that. Not everyone. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but some people have shit that's close to them that shouldn't just be assumed by others. It could just be elders too. Like, it's not even, like, the, the learning and sharing from the company could just be something small like Nat teaches a class and she might start off by making everyone close their eyes and feel their connection to themselves themselves. Because that's like, not the same that she does, but, um, you know, that's that's like a level that you can get to because that's not really prime, that's just how we're making, like how I look at my connection, that's how I've, I've viewed that, that's how what we did is making our connection with Mother Earth. We came from the Earth, we returned to the Earth, all of our stories, we were custodians, we protected her, she looked after mm-hmm. us. So that's why it's important in my stuff that I make that connection. So that's not really like, like for me, that's not really encouraging. And that's like the first step for something like these guys could take that. See, but I, I don't think I would. I'd always, like, I always, I'm very particular with um, 
that's just me. I get really paranoid. But if I like, if I do learn something, I always feel like I need to credit. So even if I wanted to use that, I'd probably say, okay, there's this beautiful warm-up exercise by Thomas C. S. Kelly. But you, and you like, can, but you know, that, even that, like that's still fine as well. Yeah, like yeah. just more just yeah. what's going on. And I'm not saying that you would or wouldn't. Like yeah. you might not also because it might not be beneficial for the rest of the class that you do. It might not yeah. be necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone like Jess might just do it though. Uh, but that's but it's being a part but also you wouldn't do it without like it's when you're comfortable with it as well when you've done it enough times to be like I'm actually ready like I don't even know if these guys do it like if Tara and Kalina do it because they might not think it's necessary for theirs either but one day you might just go you know we're going to start off like that and but you can because you've done it X amount of times but only when you're ready and I guess the other thing too is that the lessons or sort of philosophies that are called the curl and Tom's teaching can also translate to other people so that they might not start a class like that but they might acknowledge something in the in a similar way but mm. using different words in a different you know in a different way to start the class because you've actually gone oh um who am i in this space um where do i sit in the world that kind of thing so mm. your philosophy around how you um, yeah. teach and interact with others and even, I guess, the land as well it might change or might you might have a different perspective and hopefully there's that kind of learning as well that happens. Yes. And, and stuff that I don't, um, stuff that I know I shouldn't teach or that we're not ready to teach or I'm not allowed to teach um, slash stuff that I don't know about, I'm not going to bring that into the space. Like my, especially with cultural knowledge, because it's so much more than just um, me sharing knowledge and then one of my non-indigenous dancers or one of our, us guys because being different mob as well it's I wouldn't do that and put them in risk of being in trouble from other people but I also wouldn't do that to put myself in trouble and then not just from other people around but like the cultural and ancestors and spiritual I wouldn't give them information that could spiritually and emotionally and, and then physically and verbally harm other people as well so the information I've done it, it, it's on the table because I have the I have the knowledge bank to do it and do it in a safe way for us. But all the stuff that might not be safe or that it's not, I wouldn't put it on the table either. That's the other thing, and not just for them, also for me. Even if it is my information, it's like that's not stuff that should be out there yet. Or Australia and the point that we are in the world is not ready to take that on. Like we already do stuff, and I've already had conversations with people that maybe you know, interesting ways of thinking, just different ways of thinking. Um, so there's, yeah, there's elements that I wouldn't go to yet because that's just not where we're at. Like we're already, some, uh, some are already pushing some boundaries. Mm. Um, but like, kind of as you mentioned before, it's like, um, and I've mentioned to you before, like um, about, it's it seemed political as having, you know, non-indigenous dancers. It's, like, it's political for a black fellow to make it work these days anyways, because especially the issues, we've got so many things to talk about. So this work being about the identities and stereotypes is like, you know, if I tell you I'm Aboriginal, that's the conversation, move on to the next question. Don't question my indigeneity. Like you don't have the right to do that kind of thing. You can't go, oh, but is both your parents Aboriginal? Or not both of them are. Like you want something else. And it's like, if I asked you and you told me you were Indian, it's like, I'll leave it at that. Or if you told me you were French, then i leave it at that. Like I don't go, but not all of you is French. Like through the history of the world, you've got to have something else in there. But you don't do that. We don't question anyone else's. But in Australia and with Aboriginal identity, we do. So, it's political this work 
because I'm fighting those type of social norms that people think is just normal to do that in question or go oh so you're a half cast or oh but what percentage are you and it's like ah oh, no we don't do that tell me um, tell me why dancing oh, I can't sing <laughs> um, and neither is too expensive oh, so yeah. <laughs> um, no, they still got put on the table for me. I'd been doing dance the whole time. I did want to go to NIDA at one point, but then they said, like, they said, they said, don't worry about it. Because, um, but I, I mean, like, for all the things that you're talking about, for all the changes you want in the world. No, yeah. I mean, I, I viewed, like, culturally, I viewed that dance, I mean, and everyone can have their own viewpoint of it. But for me, like dancers, the, you know, when we did our dances and then, you know, you, I saw that as the base. Some people will be like songs, the base and stuff like that. But I'm like, if we, if we dance the dance, you bring the song in, you bring the music in and the story is portrayed. And I, I just culturally, that was kind of, everything's around that moment. And that's the big, that's the, when you're in a corroboree or when you've got mob meeting and you're doing cultural stuff, even if there's like, one singer and like one ditch man or something or you've got couples there's usually more dancers and the story is being unfolded in the dance with all those other elements so that's like i've always viewed it as like the dance is the crux of the story and that the other stuff feeds under i mean like that that's where it comes out and that's what i want to say because that's like how i mean i'm the dancer and i'm doing it singer-songwriter, indigenous singer-songwriters are going to say their own thing about like singing and that's it for them, you know, that's mm -hmm. the one to do it. You know, visual artists are going to be like, you know, my, my paintings do all that. But, you know, I, I dancing is it for me and I just, I mean, I, in this show especially, I've made the music, we've written a new language song, um, so, and, and all that's just, and all that's come from the dance and the stories that have been shared and that's kind of, you know, and I, I love being physical. I love moving in the space. When we finish, we're sweating, we're bugged. We go, we don't do this kind of like three movements over half an hour um, type of business. We, we just, we, 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 go, we go and we smash it out. And that's what I really enjoy. I like seeing that too. I like seeing the physicality and I like seeing the, the, the work to get to the end result because that's what this is for us. Like what our end result is with this reconciliation, with a treaty, with this mutual respect between indigenous and non-indigenous that the Aboriginal culture becomes this identity for Australia and not this little um, perk or cultural tourism thing on the side that it actually just is. It is, it's a matter of fact that that's Aboriginal, uh, that that's Australian history and identity. Um, is there a country that thinks doing that well? Well, I mean, like you, from where we're at, you look at New Zealand and it's just like, there's, I mean, they've still got their own issues, but they are way further ahead. Like we, Tari and I, when we took the show to Canada and we were, we spent some time, like what we ended up doing, facilitating workshops alongside um, two Māori guys, and just them telling us, uh, and then two First Nations Canadians and, and us sharing all of our histories and stuff. And us in Canada have still so much of the same issues slash the same histories. And, and these New Zealand mob, like, they're talking about their things and we're just going like, man, we'd love to have that. We'd love to have that. Is it a little bit expediated in New Zealand because, it, not that it was one mob, but somehow it was, it was less disparate? 
Like Australia it, wasn't a single nation. It was, it was more like, because uh, they had that as well, but they had a chieftain system that was very identifiable. Yeah. So when the Europeans come over, they seen that chieftain system, so they were kind of like... They saw themselves they in seen, the people And they seen how it worked, where us, we had a bit more of like a collective kind of understanding. Also, was a kind of also yeah, we had that. Australia being, um, you know, we had the... All the best genetics over here. All the best white genetics. Just. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they had the, their histories of like the church going over there and being a bit more peaceful. Also, like, we have a bit more of a history of going like... Oh, hi, strange white-skinned person, maybe spirit who I don't know where you're from. Come in and oh, you like you like the food we're giving you? Yeah, we get it from over there. <laughs> white man takes the food. Where in New Zealand, there's more history of them like uh, fighting back and maybe cutting the heads off and asking the severed head what are they doing there? And where we're like, come in and you know. <laughs> so there's you know. So then they they had to do it in a different approach. They were a bit more nicer about it. And, and they got that treaty out really quick, like yeah. in very early in stages of the development of New Zealand becoming New Zealand. They got a treaty out really quick. We still don't have a treaty. Where's um, home for everyone? So for me, it's Tweed Heads, Gold Coast. Uh, for me, it's um, South Australia. Same. Sisters. Oh. <laughs> Didn't I? Sort of grew up in Adelaide, yeah. Campbelltown. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Still? Still yeah. feel um, like Yeah, I've just moved in with Mum to save. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and are you happy with the shift? With the white shift that's happened? Like the white exodus away from Campbelltown? Has that made it different to this there? I don't mean happy like it's a... I mean, being more diverse and more, more like diverse in, in, Cam- in Camptown, yeah. Or do you think it's the same? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I I don't think it's. I think it's kind of quite similar. Just you know, how's it going? Yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I think. Um, I mean, everyone's moving out to the west now, anyway. Yeah. So it's it's not particularly that. I feel in a minority when I'm in Campbelltown being white. Oh, do you? No, yeah. I, I wouldn't feel that at all. No, maybe it's because no. I'm hanging around the shopping centre. Yeah, no, I, I find that there's stuff. lots of white people. They're white people. Yeah, I think I've, I've, you know, I've had a group of, like, islanders that I went to high school with that, you know, friends with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. it wasn't... Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really find that. I found there were more racist people, actually. For some reason, with their Aussie flags outside houses, that's how I sort of see it. But maybe that's um, <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, this me that's my neighbour for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta look at him every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, I just never really noticed white and black that much. Yeah, right. I know. To be honest, because my time. parents were like, I don't know, they just never they were one and the other sort of. Mm. In Darwin, um, people are like, instead of saying, oh, do you meet that, did you meet that blonde girl? They're like, you mean that Thai woman or whatever? Or are like, you talking about that white boy? Mm-hmm. And that's how you would know each other. And somehow, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I've never worked out if it's good or bad to say it or to pretend that it's not there, actually. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it really is there. And maybe for some people it's not at all. I think maybe because might not be there because I am white 
so I might not feel it. I haven't grown up with that feeling of being a different, you know, having that different colour skin and sort of feeling excluded in that respect. So maybe that's there's a, there's the underlying. I was definitely the only white dude yeah. that was in the break crew that I was in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if it wasn't for the fellow boys who had dancing in their culture, yeah. that then decided to learn break dancing off like VHS videotapes and stuff, that and then I saw them in a shopping mm. centre, I wouldn't think that boys danced. Mm. And so actually, and I, I guess in that moment, I didn't think that I couldn't dance because I was white and they were not white. I just thought we were all boys and boys dance. Yeah. And that was all right. But then, uh, like, my brother's mate, he's quite a big fellow dude because his dad's white, so somehow it's the size of his dad but the colour of his mum. But he's got a massive Filipino flag tattoo because people mistake him as Islander. And it's super important to his identity to be taken as Filipino, even having been born in Australia. So, there's, I mean, when I talk about home, I guess I mean, like, also, where are your people and what is your dance? And what is the story that you're going to keep perpetuating to the future generations? That's mm. a big question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it, um, it's very complex and it's probably not going to, yeah. probably just get like the tiniest slither in your lifetime anyways, yeah. you know, sort of exploring those things. And I also wonder about my home and where like how am I how do I respectfully claim and own country that was stolen on my behalf Mm. because I also don't have a different home and that which is similar to the idea for me about like how to when you're talking about sharing culture how to embody culture that is not my own that is being offered as a reconciliation but not um, continue to take it. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Because at some point it's going to be natural. It's like how yoga is natural in some people's body because they've done it enough and it's like, that's just me. <laughs> and you're like, oh, is it Jenny? Is yeah. it? <laughs> I mean, when, I mean, it, it, majority of the Indians Australia isn't, isn't blind, but like, we're not. It's not going to go back to the way it was, like. And but that, there's probably still yeah. some benefits to that as well. I imagine, like every oh. system of every society has some fucked up shit in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and absolutely. also good stuff and excellent shit as well. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and everyone's and, and everyone's going to need a place to live, and everyone needs to have a house and needs to have a place. And so, I mean, the thing though is the difference is like when you've got your place. Like know know the area you're on. Like that's that's I always think that's the starting point for anyone who wants to be more um, inclusive of indigenous issues or culture and stuff. The first thing is know whose land you're on. Know those. Just know the name. Know how to say the name properly. Um, maybe and then go from there. Begin. You know when you meet mob or you hear something's happening, go partake. You know when there's the NAIDOC weeks on. You know NAIDOC. I, I remember growing up, NAIDOC week isn't, it's, it's, our, it's our indigenous week of celebrations and stuff, but 
non-indigenous people come and join in the marches, non-indigenous people there in our sports days and stuff, like go be a part of it, go immerse yourself in the culture and learn some more things about it. And so, you know, I, I currently pay rent in Sydney, so I'm, you know, I'm in the Eora Nation, you know, I know the people, it's the Gadigal mob, I know whose land I'm on there. You know, up here in Brisbane when we're talking, this is the Agar and Horrible people. You know, I'm Bunjalung Gold Coast. And then, so wherever you are, knowing, and then if you go somewhere different, find that out, find out whose land you're on there, you know, and, and when you go things, you can do your own little, like, well, like acknowledgement of the country or the place you're on, you know, if you're doing a project, you know, if you're doing a development, just do it between your group, you can do an acknowledgement. You know, we did that when we started, and I did that in my class before we began the class, just the workshop I just ran. And it's and, just, I, and wherever we are, I usually ask Tom because Tom's already found out. It's, <laughs> my, it's, who's yeah. his mobile? It's like and then he tells me, and then I go, and then I, in myself, I go, okay, and then I do my own little acknowledgement. So I have a question about flags mm-hmm. and tattoos and t shirts and stickers and. Mm-hmm. And um, because I remember walking through Chinatown in Sydney and seeing like a really old Chinese man wearing just a, like a novelty Australian flag T-shirt, mm-hmm. and then I remember being with Katina Olsen and she had a Aboriginal flag T-shirt, and I um, have never thought that I would wear an Australian flag T-shirt, but then I thought. Yeah, allowed to wear any other flag t-shirt or what what are the ramifications how do you show support or consideration without presuming to present as like all of this shit i have no idea actually and i don't know i don't know if anyone does i don't expect you to answer on behalf of like the entire no colonized peoples you can only <laughs> answer from whatever you think well i can tell you that if i see someone wearing that indigenous flag tonight have a suspicion maybe they're not they're just supporters i get happy mm. right yeah. okay. we're like we're going to black follower now <laughs> 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 those things are good. i was it's like good. oh i have one of those shirts yeah <laughs> tell me about that happy. now uh i feel like i always wear it in Campbelltown, especially because i thought people were really white there so that's <laughs> yeah, like every time i walk my dog i'm like yep because i'm <laughs> passing all the flags <laughs> So yeah, as you pass the Australian flag to yeah. the mask, yeah, you're wearing your own little flag. Like, yeah. Protest. <laughs> Quite protest on the side. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I just guess, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't I feel like I'm supporting I, I would never wear an Australian flag, obviously, but yeah. I, yeah, I feel totally comfortable. Um yeah. I think I, it's always been a support thing. I've never sort of second guessed it as a Yeah. Uh, yeah, if yeah. I was told by someone that that's but then you'd be yeah. like, hang on, yeah. I've got a whole bunch of people. I don't know, so it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for you today, but, maybe, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, the Australian flag doesn't represent, like, especially Indigenous people, doesn't, it was created before, you know, we were citizens and stuff like that. It was never made with us in mind. The, yeah. ah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, which is why our Aboriginal flag is, is very much representative of us, because it was made about us and for us. By a dude By, that now lives like in Humpty Doo or something, just out of the Yeah, Darwin. Harold Thomas is what it was. Like, yeah, it, was yeah. it was first flown in Victoria Square in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. like, so, you know, that's why I don't take this big kind of thing for this 
Australian flag mm. when we did bare bones I had an issue where I was like dancing and then I just sat there and just like there was this massive one in the RSL it was like four or five meters it was huge yeah. I was like ah dancing 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 sit there look up I was like whoa and then I just sat there for like the next like yeah. 10 15 minutes just looking at it mm. and I was like oh I just I don't identify with that at all mm. and, and we we shouldn't identify with it anymore like I'm for the change the flag and you know, I'm definitely for like change the date or change the meaning of the day. I'm up for us to leave the Commonwealth and mm. you know become our own kind of. So it was the the picture with the Queen on the wall at the RSL wasn't the thing that threw you. It was just I didn't see it. Oh, she was there. <laughs> but but what something that threw me though was the flag. But then all these pictures of the the Anzacs, which I looked at. Yeah. Um, and then everyone in all those pictures that I could see that I looked at were all white. Yeah. And then outside of the building was a rock with the Aboriginal painting on it which was the Aboriginal dedication to the Aboriginal soldiers oh. um, yeah. and I found that like it was like it's like nice but also a little bit weird it's like no we celebrate we celebrate the Aboriginal Anzacs just not inside of our building yeah I did front. look there was there's definitely was something to be said for that there were women in those photos that was already an achievement mm-hmm. for that time. Yeah. But yeah, there's still a lot of work to do. But uh, yeah. Uh, is there any epiphanies that anyone has about dancing before we wrap up? <laughs> well, I guess for me, I just realised later in life that... Cause later? You asked, like, oh, yeah, like 31. Oh, same. Yeah. No, I'm 32, but I'm going to claim it. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm 31. Um, <laughs> uh, like I, I realized that I, I loved being physical mm. and I don't feel like I've really lived unless I've done something really physical. Mm. So that's something I've noticed about myself and what I tend to like to watch, what I tend to like to do and what I feel like after I've done those things um, is like, oh, that's why maybe um, I'm a dancer because I like to do action stuff, like really vigorous stuff to feel like I'm alive. That's mm. an epiphany I've had. I think it's really important in general for people to keep moving to be happy mentally and healthy. Mm. Yeah, I think Even this whole society of you know having to sit at a table yeah. for these office jobs. That's what's or if we're talking about what you're talking about with um, how to know who you are, like mm. even to keep moving within that and not think mm. that you've got it nailed down. Yeah, like I'm this person from this place, and then you find out what the the name of that place was before you yeah. got there, and you're like, oh, I'm also, I guess on top of this place so maybe you'll eventually yeah when you're talking about like rejecting the Syrian uh, rejecting the German and more embracing the Syrian it's, like, it's quite possible that that would yeah, Iranian. Iranian. <laughs> Sorry. no 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 they've you know quite similar yeah in cultural okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to edit this out so I sound good <laughs> <laughs> nothing else well, yeah. Iranians call each other like they call Persian as well because it sounds pretty. So. Well, yes, that was a yeah. response to USA racism, right? Sort of like Iranians. Yeah. USA, they were like, okay, how do we, okay. how do we still have a name for ourselves that isn't mm. a connotation? So, um, I feel just recently actually I've had this epiphany. I've had it more times, like you know, throughout the times of my dance life, but um. Just the vulnerability in, in dance that um, you have to constantly like 
throw down all these walls, like have to take them down all the time, and um, it's very revealing, like, and um, yeah, just it's it, but it's also healing as well. So that's yeah. something I've had just a little reminder just recently, and I'm like, oh, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm going to dance. I love it. And it's shit though, because the walls are what holds up the roof that keeps you out of the rain. And then you're like, hey, tear down the walls. You're like, no, the roof just went with it. Yeah. Now I'm all exposed. Yeah. There's no backup. Yes. Mm. But it's good. You don't, I don't think you can really do that in the office very often. I wouldn't want to. Down the walls. I just enjoy being a dickhead. Mm. Like, Professionally. Professionally, yeah. being, at a professional being a level, <laughs> um, like we make this show and it's got serious issues, but we have like a lot of fun doing it. Like there's a lot of laughter, like there's a lot of like stressful times. Um, but like I reckon we get to be like idiots a hell of a lot more than someone in a in a basic office kind of thing. I always say like if you know one of my rules is to have fun. You know if you didn't want to have fun, you'd go be a lawyer or something. And it's just like, because I, I can't see how being a lawyer is fun and enjoyable. But, you know, things like we, we go on and we just, we're just doing stupid shit. And then all of a sudden we're doing a run and then in the middle of the run we forgot Corey's and then we're twerking in front of the mirror or something. Um, you know, things like that. Like, what are you going to be? At a law conference, you, you, you're representing someone and then you forget your points and you start twerking in front of the judge? Like, they can't do that. Um, it's so serious in suits. Suits, I don't like suits. You look good in a suit, though. I go, to, I go to weddings and I still wear jeans. It's dangerous people wear suits. I can't do suits. It stress me out. Uh, but that's why I just enjoy it. Like, I mean, the fun and the, the, the creativity to just let your mind think outside of what you have to, mm. what everyone says you have to do kind of thing, you know? Kind of like those breaking down the walls kind of things. like... How do I want my walls to look today as well? That's the other thing. What do I want on my walls? Do I want to have a long, skinny, narrow corridor or do I want to have like a nice square room? Like it's, it's the different walls every day. What do I want it to be like? That's what I mean. And I, that's kind of only really after bare bones kind of having that, that real, real thing. Seeing the way I went into that thinking I was doing dance, dance residency and it just totally became this whole random thing. And seeing Gavin move, um, you know, it was nice to see an older person still move and crash about because we just don't have that in Australia. Like, mm. it's like once you hear. Well, we don't have that in white Australia. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of people yeah. in. Like, oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But in the, in the yeah, on the stage and the, yes, on the stage. contemporary stuff, yeah. like, we just don't have been. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 30 year old. Oh, shit. Going downhill, guys. Yeah. Well, I'm still younger now. 30 this year. You're 32, aren't you? Yeah, I oh, know. This year I'm 31. Oh, yeah. I'm 26. I'm going to go down here. I've got your two things to learn. Yeah. yeah. And you were saying this morning in class, oh, I'm too old for this. Like, go away. I'll be 27 this year. I'll be 27 in March. Yeah. That's our epiphanies. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Wombat Radio out.